what I'm saying? It's gonna be my my own father's day gets to my dad. So, dear dad, man, where do I start? I love you with everything in me. You my dad, my father, my OG, my mentor. Man, you everything to me but my guy and my mother. I thank God that you met my mom and did not give up on her or me. It takes a different kind of man to accept the responsibility that you did. You came into my life when I was wanting some change. If it was not for you, I promise you, I'd either be in jail or dead. You saved my mother and I. You blessed me with a happy life and four of the best siblings I can have. Since day one, you never left my side. Even when I got out of the rain, you never gave up on me. This is all I could type, but I just, it's, it's a lot of stuff that I just can't put into words. There's been times when I just, I felt like I just didn't have no, nobody in there. It's like, he was always there. Even my mama couldn't make you, he was always there every event. Stuff you didn't even have to be there for, stuff I didn't even think nobody would come to. Times where I just needed somebody to talk to you was there. Not to throw no shots or nothing like that, but you all I got is saying you my father at the end of the day. So hmm. Alright, so I'm ready to say this. And I want you to adopt me as your own. I have along with everyone else seen you as my father and the number one male role model in my life. By you adopting me, you will also become my legal father in the eyes of the law. You have earned all credibility for the man that I've become. Oh, man. Oh. Man. Man. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah, absolutely.
Yes. Thank you, sir. All right, so sir. That's it. Uh, oh, the camera right now. Hello, I'm Malik Blade, and I'm back with another edition of the Whole Brother Mission podcast. This one is a special one as we uh, move very quickly to pull this together. So I'm sure you may have seen a viral video this week of a, of a young man uh, sharing with his stepfather the significance of their relationship as well as the impact on his life and light of fathers they started with a poem and a very uh, powerful moment that has been shared all over the internet and i was able to secure an interview with with both of them today so i have uh joining me keon wiggins saunders and don zell who is his stepfather uh how are you guys doing good i'm good i'm glad to have you today so uh, I just wanted to speak to you guys about your dynamic because I know for many people they have uh, that type of situation. Uh, there are several guys who may not have their biological father in their life. And then there are stepfathers who are trying to figure out what the dynamic should look like, not wanting to overstep and so on and so forth. So if you guys would, would uh, humor us for a while, uh, just trying to get some insight on trying to establish that kind of bond because obviously uh, we know it's needed. I have dealt with uh, father issues as well. My dad wasn't in my life at all, but that was more so due to, to to a drug issue. But I was blessed to have several other people come into the picture to fill that void, so I never actually felt it fully. Uh, but not everybody has that situation where they had someone else uh, to come in and kind of show them the ropes. Uh, but before we jump into all the details of that, uh, could you just once again... Uh, Keon, I'll start with you. Just give us a synopsis of what was in your head in terms of you doing the poem for Father's Day, and then your choice to record it. And now we're now we're here after it went viral. But just give us the backstory for that. <clears throat> so it was actually a few years back, and I was talking to my mother, and I was like, "Mom, I want to, you know, say I want to make things official with with Dad, because around the time my my me and my biological father." weren't really communicating as much he wasn't and it's funny because we stayed rather close to one another but we weren't really in communication and i felt as though i was tired of splitting my love between two men in my life and i was like i want to give my all to the one who deserves it the most and whatnot and we came about recording it because i wanted to sit i wanted to save the moment i want to be something that was real significant not only to my family, but I wanted to share it on my social media as well, not knowing the outcome, not knowing what the outcome would be about it. Absolutely. So uh, for you, when did you notice that uh, this wasn't just another post on social media, but this is going a lot further and it's resonating with people in a special way? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. When I was asking when when did you notice that? What 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 happened when you were like, Oh, this is uh this is different. This isn't just another social media post. I noticed it when because typically I mean I have I had a I had thirty four hundred followers on Instagram prior to today and I figured it was bigger than what it was when the views started exceeding my normal max and people from and people were commenting, and then people started tagging the shade room. And I was like, I'm not sure about this, so I, I decided to send the video to them. And when they posted it, that's when I kind of got 
notion that okay people are really starting to get impacted by this and then people started to flood my direct messages with stuff like you really inspiring me um you made me cry but you also made me realize how important my dad was to me and whatnot so that's when i really started to realize that we we're making an impact got it so mr donzel powell uh i'm not sure i'm, I'm gonna just put t- take a wild guess and say you're not into social media that much i'm not <laughs> yeah. i mean i got a small presence on facebook but i'm your typical old father that has to have their kids show them how to operate this that and the third so social media is not really my forte right so what was it like with you getting the news that you're on the internet in a major way it was very exciting um it, it took me back to prize um, again, I'm not really a social media type person, so I'm asking my son, this is something I need to be excited about. I mean, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> you know, so, but I'm glad I'm glad that um, the impact that we're receiving from the different tags and comments of the inspiration that we're having on other families. Um, that's that's what I'm all about. Um, and that's what the whole video was all about. Right. It was about, you know, a father and a son from t- two different spectrums coming together and being able to find that, that common bond and love for each other, even though it wasn't a connection through uh, genetics, but it was a connection through humanity, right? Which is very important in today's time, just having the humanity, knowing that, hey, it's a little child that needs my love. And, and, and that's how it all started. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a a strong message right there. And you've already segued for me. I want to kind of set the scene here before we get to the current day. Obviously, Keon was a lot younger when you guys crossed paths. So if you could, both of you can chime in at your at your own will. But give us some background for uh, how you guys crossed paths. Uh, What was it like when you initially, uh, you know, found yourselves in each other's proximity a lot more? Was that difficult at all or was it just easy from day one? Well, just give you a backstory. Uh, it's kind of funny, right? So I met his mother uh, in high school, actually. Um, but we never spoke. Um, and the funny thing about it, as you typically do in high school, I would lean up against the locker with my boys, and I seen this beautiful lady walk past. And I said to my boy, I said, hey, that's my wife one day. Not knowing one day that would actually going to be my wife. Um, and move the store forward. Uh, we met each other on the job again, we later in life. Uh, we started talking, and uh, and as we got involved, I understood that she had a son. And uh, I had a, a great father. I had a father in my life that really showed me the rules on how to be a father, how to be a real man. And um, so when I came into his life, it was natural. It was natural for me to take him on as my son, as my natural son. I never told him that he was my stepson. I always told him he was my son. He was, a, he was a baby. I used to take him around with me everywhere I went, barbershop and what have you. Uh, so the bond started initially from, from day one, to be honest with you. Um, being that he did have a natural father, I always advocated to Keon, no matter what, that's your father. So you need to make sure you have respect for him regardless of the circumstance. And I always made sure I would closure with the father and never step on his toes. So, but we had moments where I was, like you said, and again, I was trying to figure out where or not where my place stood in his life and how far could I go being the actual stepfather. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good point to make that you went about it uh, 
stepping easily because you know it's real easy to come in and say well you know she married to me now and just kind of you know bang your chest but it's 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 some maturity i think in in wanting to tread lightly uh wanting to invest uh in your new son but also not wanting to be at odds with his dad so it's a delicate balance that i think requires a lot of maturity so it seems like you handle that well so keon for you uh, how would you say, I know you were a lot younger, but maybe you can speak to maybe your, your teen years where you were more knowledgeable what was going on. Uh, but was there maybe, maybe a transition in terms of uh, being around your biological dad more and then being around uh, your stepfather more? Or was it just you only ever felt connected to your stepdad? <clears throat> there was a point in time growing up where I was seeing my biological father like almost every weekend or every other weekend. And it was rough times on that side of the family and whatnot. And like I said earlier, it was kind of one of those things where I was trying to balance it out. Like, who should I love more? Who should I see more? Who should I be around more and or even listen to more? Because they had two different ways of living, especially during that time. And now they were, you know, one was more on the religious spectrum and one wasn't as into the religious spectrum and everything like that. So I had a I had a good balance during that time, but at the same time I was still confused. But when it came to the relationship with my biological father and I, it was tight, but then it started fading over the years. And as it started fading, I started to realize how much my stepdad meant to me with the absence of my biological father. So it all turned out to be for a good reason in the end. Absolutely. So you said that your relationship with your biological father started to fade. Could you speak to that more? What exactly was it a space thing? Was it a connection thing in terms of uh, substance of communication? What exactly led to that kind of starting to fade? <clears throat> it came a time where I, I felt as though um, my biological father really wasn't wasn't putting his best forward best foot forward to be um, what's the word. A great role model. Yeah, to be yeah to to be that in my life. He, he wasn't taking that that step to towards doing that. His his reasons were more self centered in a sense. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, we're all at, at different points in life, and I something we talk about quite a bit here at the Hope of the Mission is wow. the uh, emotional maturity. Uh, we have three core areas that we focus on, the head, the heart, and the hands. And the head is mental health, the heart is emotional maturity, and the hands is professional advancement. And something uh, we discuss quite a bit is us as men, a lot of times we can get the professional advancement piece in terms of working and making money, but that uh, emotional piece is hard for some of us and, and not really understanding uh, what part we should play uh in relationships with other men, specifically specifically our sons, especially after they get older. So uh, many of us fall at different points on that spectrum. Uh, so you mentioned that uh, things began to fall off with your biological father. Uh, could you speak to this? Uh, what were some of the specific things that your stepfather did uh, that, that made you realize that this was uh, something more significant than just a new guy being around? But your actual father, who uh, was having an impact on your development, what what made that different? The difference was tough love. When it when somebody really wants to see you win and to see you prosper, they're gonna come a little harder at you than they would the next person that they really don't 
I don't necessarily care for it at, at the same at the same limits and everything like that. And one thing my father always stressed to me was just going hard, just going 100 percent at everything you do and everything like that. And he really pushed me to my limits a lot of times. Me and my me and my stepdad and bump heads. This relationship we had today is not just perfect. It's, I mean, it's not what I'm trying to say. It's not. It didn't just. It wasn't perfect all the time and everything like that. We definitely bump heads. Had some fallouts, but at the end of the day, that love was never lost because it was always a tough love thing. And once I got to the point where I was mature enough to understand that, that's when I really started to realize, like, yeah, I need this and I want this. Man, you're hitting on some really important and key things, and I'm sure uh, Mr. Powell is sitting there beaming on the inside because it's like, yeah, that's a huge uh, thing to realize. Uh, I understand that you're in the early years of, of uh, college at Howard University. I'm from D.C. as well, so shout out to the real H.U. But <laughs> I, I do know that for many of us, uh, and once again, I think it's, it's a men's pride thing. It's hard. It's one thing if a woman tells you, you know, you're tripping or you're doing something wrong, but a lot of times we have a hard time hearing it from another man. Even if it's your dad, it's like, man, you don't know what you're talking about. And <laughs> it, it, it takes time uh, to mature to realize that, you know, people – uh, who are older than you, yeah, not everybody that's older is smarter, but they do have more life experience. So and I, I had to get to a point where I realized that, you know, we're not going to get into the intelligence thing, but experience is experience. Um, and that's something that people uh, can pass on to you, and that's not something you should neglect. And I think I've benefited as well from the wisdom uh, of other people. So, Mr. Powell, could you speak to that as well in terms of how did you find balance in giving that tough love with maybe some resistance that came. You have to be consistent. I think I was my place in this relationship as a stepfather. But I would say to being a stepfather, how you were raised a biological child, that's how you raised that child as well, right? And so that's how I always perceive Keon from day one as my child. So you're going to have difficult situations with a biological child the same way you have with, with a stepchild, right? So my main thing that I always try to do with Keon, I try to make sure I saw Keon for who Keon was, right? I made sure I got in tune with him as a child and paid attention to him and saw what his strengths were, what his weaknesses were. And so that I can learn his behavior. I knew when Keon was having issues, even when he didn't tell me he had an issue. And so I would stay with him. And I always made sure that I was open. I never tried to be to the point where he couldn't be freely and have that conversation with me. Because I knew he had another side of his, his life that he was dealing with. And from a child to not understand why I can't have that relationship with my biological child, I mean, my biological father, I knew as the stepfather, I had to really step up in that um that void and really um hold both sides of the fence um but when he said being hard i never let keon get away with it i never allowed him to give me excuses for anything that he didn't want to do i always told him whatever you put your mind to you can definitely do it and i always try to live my life as an example so when things got difficult in our life i made sure that i stood tall and, and persevere through it so that he would have that real life understanding that if my father can uh, press through it, so can I. 
And so that's how we, we moved in the world together. Uh, this dude right here taught me how to be a father. Really. Yeah. Taught me how to be a father. Yeah. And that's, that's, a, that's a good point to make as well, because it's not really even a matter of I'm dad. I know everything, but it's, it's I have some experience. I care about you and I'm going to share what I know with you. And I can also learn from you as well, especially as he gets older. So it's a mutual relationship where you're able to, to learn from each other and grow. Um, I think it's really important to highlight this. And I'll ask you to speak to us some more, Keon, on how this, how this played out for you. But I know some might this might not click for some until later, but it's never beneficial to have a whole bunch of yes men around you, whether it's your uh, friends or your dad. Yes men will get you in trouble because you never... Uh, are challenged to grow but the benefit really comes from people who are going to challenge you who are going to ask you questions make you think twice about things so that you can better better yourself so you, you you've told us that you you know you had a stepfather here who was willing to give you tough love even when you didn't want it and it wasn't until later that you begun to appreciate it so could you speak to uh for those who might be in that position of wrestling with like i don't want to listen to nobody i got it all under control uh, or fooling themselves that they really don't need anyone else's wisdom. Uh, what could you say are some things, maybe two or three that you could give us that you thought that you knew you had under control, but with his insight, you realized that you, there was more to learn and you bettered yourself from that. <clears throat> okay. That, <laughs> there's plenty that I can add to that. Uh, the one thing my dad always told me to do, the most important thing, and he's taught me a lot of important things, but the major thing he told me to do was think. And I can't say that me actually starting to listen to him now, more that I'm getting older, things are actually starting to prosper. So if I had anything to say to those who are going through that tough love um, time period with their, with their father and everything like that, all I'm going to say is, man, look, I know you get frustrated. I know you like this dude. Don't know what he's talking about. I'm about this. I'm about to fight. Like I'm, I'm really about to leave and everything like that. But you really have to humble yourself and realize that, regardless of whether how you're feeling at that time, that this man is gonna be in your life whether you like it or not. And it's about time you really start taking heed to what he's saying and listening to him because eventually you're gonna have to. You can't just go off of what you know all the time because, like you said, you don't have the same experience and whatnot. Now, there's been times where, you know what I'm saying, I can I can do things on my own and, and what's best for me is what I'll go ahead and do. And it turns out to prosper. But majority of the time, taking advice from somebody who has a lot more experience than you that loves you, like unconditionally loves you, is the best way to go. Definitely. I would agree with that. And I think... Um... I know a lot of uh, whether it's friends or, or, or people that are that are coming to us that, that we're speaking to. Uh, there are a lot of people that are having experiences that are hard and sometimes life is hard uh, and it's not necessarily anything that you're doing. It's just what's happening to you and you're having to manage all of it. But I do think there's a space where life ends up being hard and things aren't prospering just because we're not listening, you know. And if you open your eyes and mind to someone who has some wisdom, things could go a lot smoother. So for some of us, uh, life is, is, is as hard as it is because we're not listening. So uh, I, I would advise, and I think you guys are a perfect example of that, that, you know, things can be better. And one simple fix is, you know, listening, allowing some someone else to speak into the situation, 
And I always say you only know what you know. Uh, but you can know more by learning from what from what others know. So I want you both both of you to speak to this. Uh, I don't I want to be very real in these conversations. And you guys, once again, have a have a great uh, situation. I was blessed to have others to come into my life to fill the void that my father left. And I learned from them. But there are people who are out here, whether their dad is gone or he actually is there who may not necessarily have the wisdom or may not even be a healthy person to where what he's thinking and what he's doing, he's not passing on good stuff. He's actually leading down a destructive path. So what would you say to those who either just don't have a father figure at all or have a father figure who may be negative or toxic? How do you manage that situation to get to where you guys are? Okay. You want to speak to that? Uh, I'll speak to that. Um, at the end of the day, it has to be someone out there that you can reach out to, right? Oh, yeah, it's just a delay. Uh, it has to be someone out there that you can reach out to, right? It don't always necessarily have to be the individual within your household to be that mentor, to be that role model, right? It just so happened in his situation that he was able to have that. But you have different services out there, such as yourself, where you can reach out to and get that um, that leadership, that guidance. Uh, I would say make sure you check all your local resources, uh, whether it be a coach that you play in sports for, whether it be that teacher that shows that insight in school that takes that extra step uh, for their children within that classroom that you can reach out to, whether it be that principal. It don't like again. It don't necessarily have to be your uh, the ones that you live with to be that source that guides you through life. But you have to be open, and you have to be willing to listen to the ones that actually show the interest in which they're trying to care for you. Um, being rebellious shuts down that communication line, and then you kind of make sure that life circumstance don't allow it to get in your way. All right, and then at the end of the day, as I always tell my son, and the way we preach here in this house. We have three. We have three spectrums. God first, and everything you do, you have to put God first. And at the end of the day, that's the main one that will lead you out of any battle or any circumstance that's unfavorable to you, regardless of what's going on. And He will lead you to the person that you need to get with. So keep your faith, seek out your resources, and keep an open mind, and you'll be okay. Absolutely. Do you want to add anything to that, Keon? Yeah, I can say uh, that because a lot of people uh, say that, you know, it's my mother that raised me and whatnot. And the one thing that I can tell them is that don't make the same mistake that your father did not being in your life. When you turn around and have kids of your own, change the spectrum. The only way your family can prosper and not make the same mistakes is if you change it yourself. You can be the change in your family. You don't have to rely on what the previous legacy was. You can be that change. You can be in your child's life and show your father how it's done, in a sense. And another thing is show all the love you can to your mother because it's a lot of single mother. A lot of single mothers actually reached out to me and told me how much of an inspiration I was to them, showing them that, okay, I, it's still hope for me and my child that a man will come along and, and take care of us and love us more than he loves himself. And all I can say is show all the love you can to your mother and be there for her through these tough times because 
yeah, she has feelings too. She's your mother. She, you look at her as a superwoman, but at the same time, she's still probably hurting too, trying to figure out, you know what I'm saying, where where's her love going to come from and everything like that. So be strong for your mother and change the narrative when it's your turn. Yeah, those are some some great points you hit on. You know, we uh, you know we discussed this beforehand, but uh, for those that that follow us, know we recently released a resource called Whole Brother: Debunking the Myth to Break the Black Family. It's a book on pretty much everything that we're discussing. And uh, at the beginning, there are four types of fathers that are addressed, but the the fourth one is actually one that people are shocked by, and it's the single mother uh, functioning as a father, where she has to wear wear both of those hats so i think you're you're way way ahead and and understanding that yeah there's an additional weight that's put on her as well that we oftentimes don't consider or think about that she's uh bearing the weight of responsibility and sometimes needs relief you know i've I've been learning more and more i'm not a parent but I've, i've heard quite a bit from parents that uh there's no manual or handbook on how to raise children so nobody really has a, a fine-tuned uh, eight-step process that's always going to work. Uh, but there are some things that we can, I think, point to that we know are beneficial. And one of those is having both the parents in the household, each contributing to 50% of the development of the child. If there is anything that you could think of uh, for, for those listening that may be in similar situations, uh, where they're um they they don't have a, a father figure in their life uh but they're wanting to seek that out i know we 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 talked about the uh the reality of checking out resources uh but in addition to to resources and that that uh organizations that connect you with uh, a mentor or whatever the case may be uh what would you say are some of the effects that existed uh, before or some of the effects that were playing out in your life before uh, your your stepfather came into the picture. I asked that question because there are many guys who do have absent fathers and they maintain this mindset that I'm good, you know, bump him. I don't need him anyway. And many times we fool ourselves into saying that I don't need him. And because one person uh, may have fallen back or been absent, we then close ourselves off to the idea of allowing anybody else into that space. So for those that might have been damaged by that, uh, their biological father leaving, how would you coach them into getting to uh, being open again? Well, I, I did go through that and, and whatnot because there was a time where I just felt like I didn't, it wasn't, it was more of on my end mentally because I'm like, okay, my biological father not here, but I don't know about giving all my all to my stepdad yet. I don't, I don't know how to feel right now and everything like that. So it was a time where I was just mentally broken. I was frustrated. I didn't want to deal with anything. I just wanted to do what I had to do and then just be done or just keep going through life on my own and just love my mother and whatnot. But going through that time, it, it comes a time when you got to grow up yourself. You have to understand things and tell yourself the truth. Like, okay, do I need this person in my life? If the answer is yes, you need to apply that same pressure that you would trying to fix yourself and trying to love yourself to that to that person. You got to be honest with yourself. You got to figure out who you are 
before you can go and try to love someone else. And that's just that. That's that. That's one thing I had to realize because once I got to the point where I appreciated myself and I I was figuring out who I was, I had no problem of just giving my love out to the ones that I, that I love and the ones that care for me. And this is chime off of what he's saying is I think at the end of the day you have to come to a point of self discovery, right? You really have to uh, reach in within yourself and really find out who you are as an individual, right? Uh, you may not be able to have that attachment as you want with the significant other that you feel like you should have that attachment with. Once that has deceased and it's no longer can be revived, you have to get to the point where you look within yourself and figure out who I am as a person and what's my work. Um, and once you figure that out, as my son was saying, then you will then begin to reopen yourself to opportunities and other people because you'll become secure within yourself. So the main focus at that point should become on yourself and how you can self-develop um, your own individuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good. So when when we were initially launching the whole brother mission, we, uh, I was forced to kind of think through defining uh, what is wholeness, because I know many will hear it and think, well, I just got to be perfect. And the way I describe it is wholeness isn't perfection, but it is optimum health. And uh, optimum health uh, is pretty much at least getting to a point of security uh, in your within yourself as an individual. Uh, so oftentimes we focus on relationships with other people, whether it be romantic or, or friends or parents or whatever the case may be. Uh, and all those uh, all those other relationships are good on their own. But in many cases, uh, we don't consider our relationship to ourself, how we view ourselves, how we think. Uh, so it's definitely important to start with yourself as an individual. And once you get to a point of wholeness, then you're able to share with other people. But it's really hard to pour from an empty cup so that that self-work is important, even in relationships with your dad, mama, whoever the case may be, because uh, you want to be a positive impact on the people that you relate to rather than a, a negative impact. Well, uh, I, I thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I think you have a wealth of wisdom that I hope begins to get highlighted more because there are several guys uh, that I see that are struggling through this, uh, whether it's uh, abandonment, uh, identity issues, or uh, not even knowing how to establish the proper dynamic. There's a father there, but it's really hard to talk, to go beyond just talking about sports or whatever the case may be, but going to a deeper level and talking about developing as a person. So uh, I was about to close it down, but I just, I reminded myself of a good question. Uh, we'll, we'll close with this. How did you guys, as far as your conversations, how did you go from, hey, how you doing? I'm good. You see the Lakers playing? How did you go beyond that to having more substantial conversations? Because I know a lot of people are stuck there. How did you get to something deeper? I mean, it's, it's a bond, right? It's just, uh, I think I, I allow him to be able to come to me to talk about anything he wants to talk about. Even some things I'm like, oh, man, come on, man. Really, we'll talk about that today. Uh, I'm not sure I'm prepared for that today. But just making sure that he has that, he has that open door policy that I never condemn him on anything that he wanted to come talk to me about. Uh, so as as he grew and I grew, our bond grew, and it got to the point where we could talk about some of everything, even the uncomfortable relationship 
questions and conversations that he would have with me that I would feel real uncomfortable. <laughs> but I knew that was the conversation that he and I had to have, and uh, and I wanted to make sure that he didn't feel embarrassed at having those type of conversations with us. And, and it went from there to now we almost like bros, but we still have that fatherly son relationship where I respect him as my son and an individual, and he respect me as his father and and the guide and leader of his life. So we can talk about anything now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Go ahead. If I'm gonna piggyback off of that, it's gonna be the simple fact that. When you have a mother and a father, you don't want to go to your mom about everything and talk to her about everything because typically you don't want to hear what she has to say about certain things. So you tend to look for a male figure to vent to. And that's who I started venting. I started venting to my dad about things and he would listen and then hit me with some knowledge, whether I wanted to hear it or not. It was it, it worked out to be the the best thing for me. And that was working process us building up conversations because there was times where we would have small talk that really wouldn't lead to anything but that's just something you're just gonna have to that's those are things that you just have to get through to work with yeah you're gonna have to work right through it and then what we was going to earlier about um the self-evaluation and figuring yourself out and everything like that we everybody in this house my whole family has had to have self-evaluation where we just had to look at ourselves and be honest with ourselves like Am I really listening? Am I really loving how I'm supposed to love? Am I openly am I openly available to trust? And am I willing to respect and be loyal to this family and whatnot? And once you realize where you at with yourself, like we said earlier, everything else is you, you can like you say, you can't pour from an empty cup. Not everybody cups full, so now we've all pouring into each other. That's the main thing. Yeah, that that's good. So I completely understand the dynamic of certain conversations, not one to have with mom. I hear you loud and clear on that. And I'm sure many of the gentlemen listening do as well. Uh, so, and, and, and I'll add that I think um, with this video going viral, being on the shade room, you said your followers went up. Uh, I know a lot is coming your way. So tread lightly. I'll just say that. Uh, but with, with, with that, uh, let's, let's close with this. For those that are interested uh, in connecting with you, may want to ask some questions questions about this process, uh, may not feel comfortable coming to a whole brother mission and seeking a mentor or going to counseling just yet, but just want to be able to DM somebody and ask a question. Uh, how can they connect with you and also uh, tell us more about your brand as well? Well, the best way to connect with me is recently i've been going through a lot of my direct messages on instagram and really responding to people like with my heartfelt responses and whatnot so what what would what i have to just get a whole nother no they can just respond to you on your yeah instagram. basically my social media and i'll do my best to reach back out to people typically when i see somebody who's serious about really trying to ask questions and really needs a response typically i'll answer it and give them my wholehearted response and everything like that and if it gets too serious i have no problem picking up the phone and just we can vent to each other we still all human it ain't no he's bigger than me or he's doing more than me so why can't i talk to him or i can't talk to him the same way no i I, i'm the same helpful and i got a big heart as well oh my um my instagram is keon underscore rich kid and that's probably the best way for everyone to direct message me what do you say talk about the brand? Mm-hmm. Oh, my brand, um, Rich Kid Nation. Yep, I'm always rapping. 
Rich Kid Nation. The message behind Rich Kid Nation is to be rich beyond monetary gain. And basically what that means is taking money from being the main priority of your life and expressing the true qualities within yourself that truly makes you rich as a person. Being rich in bravery, rich in love, rich in confidence, rich in intelligence. That's what makes you truly wealthy because at the end of the day, wealth is a mindset, not a dollar amount. Absolutely. Well, that's that's a perfect setup. I can tell you were ready to go with the ele- elevator pitch. That was perfect, man. Uh, well, I, I thank you guys so much for joining me. I think this is uh, something that many people can learn from. Uh, we look forward to updates on you guys. And uh, please, you know, send us pictures. Let us know when you get the book. Uh, sent you uh, several copies and let us know your thoughts. But once again, thank you for joining us. Uh, this is Malik Blade, and this has been the Whole Brother Mission Podcast. Thank you. All right.